Hey there, welcome back to Point of Sale, the retail supply chain show where we break down great retailers, the supply chains that move them, and the data they use to make decisions. I'm your host, Andrew Cox, a senior retail analyst here at FreightWaves, and today we'll be discussing a topic that is becoming increasingly more popular uh, and in more demand from shippers, and that's managed transportation. And with me today to discuss it is Danny Lowe. He's the chief yield officer and president of Asset Light Logistics at ArcBest, the sponsor of my show. So I'm very excited to have Danny here to talk about managed transportation. What is it, the benefits and the challenges of it? And then we're going to get into product launches, what it's like launching a product nationwide simultaneously uh, and, and what the complexities of that are. So Danny, Thank you so much for joining me. Yeah, glad to be here. Thanks for having me. All right, Danny, let's start very high level. Let's just give uh, the people a very basic question. What is managed transportation? Sure. I, I think managed transportation is, it, it really has a spectrum of what it can be, but I think it starts with the basics of instead of uh, your logistics provider or your carrier reacting to a shipment, they're stepping back and helping you plan uh, your supply chain. So that may involve uh different modes. It may involve combining modes. It may involve blended modes. It may involve just selecting of carriers and putting the right carriers with the requirements of the shipment that give you the most, whether it be a, a, a financial economical view or service view with what you're looking for. But it's it's partnering together and both the provider and the retailer in this case or other shipper working together to get the best solution for a supply chain. Well, Danny, if you're a shipper and you are out searching for capacity uh, and you're looking towards maybe a managed transportation solution, what are the benefits of having it? Sure. I think there's quite a few benefits. I think for if you start with some of the small, medium businesses, I think that the technology that providers uh, give to these shippers is something that in years past, shippers couldn't get access themselves. It wasn't uh, a, a good cost decision for them to invest in technology with the amount of freight they had. So for the small and medium businesses, it may be more about the technology spend within it. It also comes down to relationships that providers have. And so uh, a small medium business may not need want to manage or has the ability to manage, you know, 15 to 20 LTL carriers and 40 to 50 different truckload providers. And so going with partners that already have these relationships and are skilled or are the experts in, in managing these relationships, that's one of the big values I see with a, a, a small shipper medium-sized shipper partnering with a, a managed transportation partner. Danny, I heard a lot about small and medium-sized uh, businesses there. What about big shippers? How do they play into managed transportation? Is there a lot of demand from them? Sure. I, I, sometimes it's on a little bit different focus. It depends on who the large shipper is. If they already have technology in place that they're tied to, the managed transportation provider can still sit underneath their TMS and provide kind of a supply chain optimization or really maybe more of a, a category or subsection of their of their supply chain and work on optimizing and doing different things. And so their TMS may just provide the order to a managed transportation provider. And so we, we do still see a lot of big shippers working with managed, transporta managed transportation providers as well. Danny, do you think tech is the biggest driving force of adoption uh, for managed transportation? I think tech is a huge enabler, uh, maybe not the driving force. I think the driving force is working with providers that have capacity resources, that have technology to support it, and then the relationships that are built between that provider and the shipper to make sure that you're getting the best answer each time that, you, that you're that you working through a project or whether just the day-to-day -day supply chain and shipping transactions that they have. Danny, talk to me a little bit more about relationships because I think this is a really important piece. You know, if you're a, a small or medium-sized shipper that that is just starting out, uh, or let's say you're a, a digitally native uh, direct-to-consumer brand that's trying to expand to brick and mortar, and you may not have 
those type of relationships to service the the final mile to get to uh, your store or get from your store. What can those relationships be like for uh, someone who's you know leveraging the relationships of a managed transportation partner? Sure, you know you think of a small medium business, they're probably going to be resource constrained in their supply chain area. Uh, that's just typically what we see. So their ability to reach out to fifteen or twenty different providers uh, would would be a, a extensive resource drain if they could even be able to do that. And so they're giving up some other part of their business focus on that to to work on the transportation. Whereas one relationship with a managed transportation provider opens the door to the 20 providers and lets the managed transportation take on the time and the resources required to manage those relationships. Also, kind of the small and medium, what you find is the the, uh, the scale the scale of the managed transportation provider allows them to leverage their spend with the providers and work with them. They typically have a better relationship than maybe just a small business would have on their own. Danny, when do you think managed transportation is of the most value? Uh, is it when cycles, when, when capacity is really tight or when capacity is loose? Or is it, you know, is it just a service that makes sense in most times? I think it makes sense in, in most times because your ability to optimize, depending on what the cycle is. But, you know, one thing that's upcoming uh, is if you think of what's going to happen in the summer, you know, all signs indicate that capacity is going to be extremely tight, uh, both in the LTL space and the truckload space. And so I think as you walk through this tight capacity, the willingness of certain providers to take on new customers, it, it may be restricted for some small media businesses that haven't interacted with them before. So I think to your question, it's, it's good all the time, but I think it may be of utmost importance for people as we get into the, a tighter capacity environment that we likely to see this summer. Yeah, I mean, I, I can't disagree or argue with you that all signs point towards tighter capacity. Here we are with the freight waves uh, outbound tender rejection index at 25, and we're at what March 6th or April 16th as we're recording this will come out next week. So, I mean, here if we're if we're this tight with this much volume, this much demand uh, in mid-April, what are we going to see in June or July? It seems like it's going to be just nuts. Yeah, it's uh, you know, of my years in the industry, this is when I'm looking for probably the tightest capacity I think we'll see. Across the spectrum, maybe there's been a tighter in truckload or maybe LTL has been constrained, but I don't remember a time that you've seen LTL providers talking about hiring drivers and putting up numbers about their targets to hire going forward. And so you think through where we are, we stand with driver shortage in different pieces. If LTL providers are saying that in the first quarter, what's going to happen in the second quarter and third quarter when seasonality takes over and you're just going to have demand for transportation is going to increase during that time? So, Danny, talk to me about the importance of having a transportation partner that can flex multiple modes, even if it's just all truckload, whether it be LTL or uh, some sort of expedited service. Talk to me about the benefits of having multiple modes, even if it's just truck. Well, as we we're talking about, you know, we see extreme uh, capacity constraints this summer. And so having modes, uh, you need to be carrier friendly. You need to be working to the the to be a shipper of choice. And so some cases that if you're an LTL Shipping LTL shipments, holding it for multiple days and shipping truckload may give you additional flexibility, optionality that you didn't have before. And so I believe kind of what you're this blending of modes that we're talking about with or the option to have different modes is really just a capacity flex for you. It's the ability to get product out to you, whether it's going to your, your retail centers or whether it's going to end consumer, wherever the direction is headed to, the ability to get that transportation capacity that could be at a very constrained uh, environment this summer. 
Danny, I had read on a FreightWaves article from actually back from 2017. I think Brian Strait was the only author at FreightWaves at the time, uh, but he was writing about managed transportation and there were some growth estimates from a managed transportation provider there that was expecting the segment to grow by double digits, I think two or three times GDP over the next few years. How has that changed from COVID? Did you guys see uh, an increased demand for managed transportation services or have, uh, have things dissipated during COVID? Uh, we've we've continued to see a, a, a very steady growth in our managed transportation area. Um, you know, from a, we don't really report the individual service lines, but it's been a it's been a growth channel for us, and we have significant demand for our customers to as we work through getting them involved in helping understand their supply chain. And so we expect that to continue to increase. Uh, I think the complexity of supply chains uh, will will drive people more towards managed transportation and working with people that are more full-time experts that work in this area rather than being part of their part-time responsibilities. What are some of the needs that those customers are coming to you with, uh, especially those maybe COVID-induced needs and some of the things that have been accelerated by COVID, whether it be you know same-day shipping or next-day shipping, all of these different facets that people are rolling out in retail. How has that impacted uh, managed transportation? Well, you know, one case may be that just someone that's looking that maybe had a single point of shipping before or had a single warehouse location looking to help understand that maybe their demand doubled or tripled on the backside of the pandemic because maybe they were in the uh, PPE or essential you know, essential products or things, is helping build out what is the best way to get their product to their end consumer. And so perhaps it's opening a new warehouse location so that they can store products in various locations and cut the time to, you know, cut it from maybe two to three days average to one and a half days to for the product to reach their consumer. And so I think a lot of that from the pandemic, it, it's what it's allowed. And again, I go back to this flexibility when you're working with a partner that has the capabilities and the technology and, and the capacity. Sometimes it may be you are shipping truckload, but you're, now your business is 35% down. Well, truckload may not be the right answer or the right mode to move that product anymore because you can't fill a complete trailer up. And so maybe you're, you're hurting your lead time because you're holding that trailer to continue to fill. But really what you need to do is ship, you know, 10 LTL shipments or maybe build some type of optimization optimization to more of a pool distribution where you can hold the product, but then distribute it on the other end in a different format than a truck. And Danny, I'm not sure if you guys at ArcBest provide a warehousing solution, but even if you guys didn't, talk to me about how important it is to have a managed transportation uh, provider that, that does have the connections to people with warehouses, that even if uh, that provider didn't, they could help you, you know, source uh, whatever your needs are logistically. Right. I think when you think through a supply chain, location of warehouse is important. So I think the key is someone that can help you go through the optimization of the evaluation of what your supply chain provides. And so you know, with ArtVest, we do help our customers with warehouses. Uh, we don't own any specific warehouse, but we work find relationships and, and develop relationships with warehouse providers so our customers can then leverage that later. But I think if you're if you're just static in where you think your locations are, you're not optimizing. You're you may be optimizing for that constraint, but you know we like to have the conversation wider that and eliminate constraints so that you can get the full optimization or the best true supply chain that you can provide to a customer. Yeah, it seems like it's it's not a, uh, there's no finish line in this. There's no destination. There, can, there needs to be constant evolution and constant iteration. Right. Optimizations, if you optimi- optimize only once, you're not optimized. You're optimized for that moment. And so that's the, the key of the technology and building back in to understand what a customer supply chain looks like. What are their constraints? What you know, are what are their things they're looking for out of the supply chain? Is it service? Is it just 
most economical because it's a low cost product is understanding that. And then you can build those type business rules into the decision making of how you move shipments uh, and get it to the to the end point. All right, Danny, let's shift gears to product launches, because, uh, you know, this is a service within a service that is vital to shippers. And it's seemingly becoming even more important these days, because I don't know if you keep up with the the, the streetwear or the, the clothing that is coming out these days, but everything is getting smaller, uh, you know, smaller in, in quantity, more frequent, more, uh, you know, uh, uh, what's it called? Um, uh, limited edition collaborations, those type of things, so it's becoming even more important. So let's walk me through the challenges of wanting to release. Let's let's do use an easy example of an iPhone or a new Jordan sneaker. If you want to release that nationwide, what are the challenges of getting that product in place? Sure, you know I think you you mentioned before the optimization never ends in the supply chain. The beauty of a product launch is it is a you have a start and you have a finish, and so you can optimize for the entire project. And so so some of the challenges though that you you were asking about were Let's think of a maybe the the, the the Jordan shoes coming out, coming out of the manufacturer. If they're having a product launch where all these shoes need to hit the stores at the same time, you typically don't have a, a day of volume like that. So you're stressing your capacity providers in that case because maybe they're used to, let's say it's four trailers a day, but now with this product launch, we need 20 trailers a day. And so you have to have some planning to go with that. But what we want to do is then, Typically, that's probably not going to be a truckload coming out if it's going to all these different stores. It's probably a, a lower quantity. And so looking at the whole, here's where we the product we have, here's where it has to end up, and here's by the time, we're able to build an optimized load schedule for that. So in a lot of cases, perhaps it's truckload out, and then it's insertion into an LTL network. Uh, you know, in many cases for us, that may be our best, that may be into the ABF network, but it's also into some other uh, LTL carriers networks where it goes into maybe a distribution center or another relay center that they have and you're able to bypass one, you're not asking the LTL provider to bring up extra equipment that they typically don't have for you. But second, you're able to bypass a lot of the distribution points that and handling points that an LTL carrier may have and you're putting it in their network and letting them then turning those truckload shipments into LTL shipments. And so it's, uh, you know, there's, there's a lot, we kind of said a lot there, but it's, it is really unique to each one, uh, but it, it's something that most customers are not used to in, in a lot of cases, too. It's not their standard operating business. And so the product launches uh, cause quite a bit of problems in just their planning. And so that's where their managed transportation border can be there with them. Or even if, if it's just one of their capacity providers that offers manage, you can do a product launch and work with them to give them the optimal solution for that project. And, Denny, are there any... Um you know, what are the differences between the shift from a product launch to going to steady sales? Are there any challenges or, or you know, what, what are the differences there? Yeah, I think if you're using a managed transportation for, for everything, it, it's just really what is the what do orders look like that day? It's really just part of the business that you're doing with them. Uh, if you're not set up that way, it does take a little bit of time to kind of make sure you're established so that you can get the visibility. And again, it goes back to technology. That makes sure you're integrated with that shipper, or integrated so they get the visibility platform they would need with a product launch. But the, to me, a product launch is just a microcosm of a, a overall supply chain optimization. And so it's at again a start point and, a, and an end point. Whereas the supply chain, it's ongoing, as you said before, the optimization never ends. It's really every day you're looking to see what's the best way for us to move this product to our customer. 
Danny, that's a good point, and I'm glad you said it about having a, a start and a finish because that's not it's not only just product launches. There's also uh, building launches or school launches or any other types of launches that also involve a lot of freight that must be moved to a certain point all from different places uh, and be there at the same time. So let's talk about other types of events that also require this level of planning and organization. Sure. Great point. So kind of as we're describing what product launch, we were thinking outbound, right? It's getting a product to all the different stores. But think of store, uh, new store openings or think of uh, a remodel of stores. In a lot of cases, you're trying to get multiple products to a store. So it's really the, the inverse that we're talking about. And so maybe it's inbound LTL shipments that need to be coordinated or could potentially be uh, combined into a truckload that then the truckload is delivered to the store at one time that has the lighting fixtures. It has the maybe electrical or other parts, components that are needed. And it can be scheduled for that installer to be there at the same time, rather than an installer being there and products, components needed start showing up every three days at that at that site. So it can work both directions when you're thinking about it. Is we say product launch, but it could be you know I don't know what the inverse of product launch is, but it's really that ingestion at the store of product at one time rather than leaving the manufacturer. Yeah, you're just launching a place for products is what you're That's doing. That's correct. Yeah. And, and there's going to be a lot of those this year. This is the first year, and I think at least more than a decade, that we're going to have more retail openings than, than store closures this year. So that I'm sure this is going to be a service that's in more demand. I agree with you. Yes, I think so. All right, Danny. So we've seen a explosion of e-commerce over the last 12 months. Everyone locked in home with stores closed down. People just started buying anything and everything online. We've seen a lot of direct-to-consumer companies that have had a lot of success this year. But we've also seen them looking to expand into brick and mortar. A lot of them have realized the value of having a brand-building store. Uh, so they're going to be smaller format stores. That's a lot of the growth that we're going to see in uh, the retail expansion this year. Just Walk me through uh, how managed transportation can play into some of these smaller format stores and these e-commerce players. Sure. I think when you think of whether it's it be a small uh, company that we're talking about that probably doesn't have the expertise or really the resources to think about supply chain is kind of the afterthought. Um, having a managed, managed transportation provider that's working with them is going to give them expertise and help lower their overall costs. But I think even some of the large ones, kind of some of the that you mentioned, maybe they are a larger company that has a transportation department. Their resources have been on how to get that product into retail stores, you know, into a different distribution chain, whereas going to their own stores, these small format stores, is a brand new. It's, it's, it's new to them. And so to have a provider that can walk them through and help them build out what the best supply chain answer for them, to me, would be very important. Danny, I got one last question for you before I let you out of here, and that's just how much or how valuable is it to have a managed transportation partner that also has a pool of assets that they can leverage uh, when needed? Yeah, it's a great point. Um, you know, when we think of ArcBest, we have ABF Freight, we have Panther, we have we're we are a logistics product provider that has assets, and that's a very unique position in the marketplace. But when you think of capacity getting tight, uh, there's two things. One, we are a carrier, so and we do have assets, so we. We understand what other providers are trying to do. And so our ability to, to communicate and our relationships with other providers is greater because we know what they're trying to accomplish with their assets. And then on the, the second side of it, because we do have assets, it is kind of a it is basically a guaranteed capacity or assured capacity that we can provide to our customers when we're planning out the supply chain. And so we're very open and we're very agnostic about who our providers are. But what you find in a lot of cases as we build the solutions in different pieces, ABF is a strong choice for them for LTL 
because we can we can have that assured capacity for them. It's almost like, you know, uh, a, a very asset intensive uh, Amazon Web Services of sorts where you have your first and best customer. And then if, if you got it, if you're so good at it, then you can then put, get it to other people than you do. That's correct. Right. All right. Ton of insight here today, Danny. Thank you so much for the time. Hey, thanks for having me on. All right, everyone, that has been episode 10 of the Point of Sale Show, the show where we break down great retailers, the supply chains that move them, and the data they use to make decisions. I want to take a moment to thank my sponsor, Arc Best. Of course, Danny is the Chief Yield Officer and President of Asset Light Logistics there, but Arc Best is more than logistics. Whatever you do, whatever you ship, Arc Best makes it easier for you to do business. ArcBest combines reliable capacity, innovative technology, and trusted relationships to take the complexity out of your supply chain and keep your shipments moving. That's what makes ArcBest more than logistics. All right, everyone, we will see you next week for another episode of Point of Sale. Make sure to subscribe to us either at FreightCast, anywhere you listen to podcasts. You can get all of FreightWave's podcasts on one feed, or you can subscribe to us independently, Point of Sale, anywhere you listen to podcasts, or you can catch us live on video Wednesdays at 1.30 on FreightWave's TV. Freightways LinkedIn and Freightways Facebook. 